listen to the words of this song. Listen to this. It says, if it was all about religion, what to do, what to say, what to wear on Sunday, all about perfection, black and white, wrong or right, never gray, well, I'd never make it. I thought, yeah, that's me. How about you? That's why we needed a Savior. Is that right? It says, I'd never be good enough. I try to walk the line, pray that I'd be fine. Something that I knew was real began to realize the harder I try, the colder I'd start to feel. And I used to do it. When I was younger, man, I used to try to pursue God and thought I was terrible and a sinner and I couldn't do anything right. And I felt like I was getting further and further away from God. It's because I was, you know, it was all up to Mike. I didn't look to Jesus. It says, until that moment, the second I met your love, and then I threw my hands up, worries down. I remember when he showed me how to break up with my doubt. Once I was lost, but now I'm found. No strings attached when he saved my soul. I want you to know the God I know. You've got to know, oh, the God I know. He's more than just a rescue. That's where it starts, not where it ends. Let freedom in. More than just a story in the sky wearing white, he's alive every moment. And now that I know this love, I can throw my hands up where he's down. I remember when he showed me how. And, uh, but he, she goes on to say is the God that I know. That's the title of the message today is the God that I know. So we've been talking about last week we started or ended. And we didn't finish, but about relationships. Uh, we're kind of like knowing the love of God. In John, 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. This is the Passion Translation. It says, those who are loved by God. Is that you? It says, those who are loved by God, let his love continually pour from you to one another. Because God has loved everyone who loves his Father by God and experiences an intimate knowledge of him. The one who doesn't love has yet to know God, for God is love. But that scripture, it says that this love flows from you to one another. The love of God is so powerful, and God wants you to understand it in such a degree that it's not just for you. The love of God needs to pour out from you to one another. People should know. That you're full of the love of God because it doesn't just stay inside this body, in your body. It pours out from you. And uh, we talked last week about how that uh, if you are being frustrated by people, that it's because we don't understand how much God loves us. You know, a few years ago, I, I meditated. On, I thought, well, Lord, if you could just make my wife be perfect. If you could make people in our church to treat me really awesome. If you can make people in Pueblo drive better. <laughs> if you can make the grocery clerks, you know, some, sometimes they're just not very nice. I said, if you can correct all this, I said, I'd be happy. I could see where I could be happy all the time. How many know that's called heaven? We're not there yet. But God's got a remedy for that. He's got a remedy for that. You know, so you think, well, what do we do? Well, we just have, you know, plows as much as we can. And 
We're on stormy banks of Jordan. Someday we'll cross over to the other side. But in the meantime, we have hell on earth. That's not the will of God. You know, we read that scripture that in this world you're going to have trials. You're going to have distress. You're going to have stuff is going to happen. It is. It is. But he says, I've deprived it of its ability to harm you. Now you stop and think, I've meditated upon that. And I realize this, that God wants you to know that he has put grace inside of each one of us. Are you ready? So that is so powerful that it has the ability for you to never let anybody frustrate you. You say, Pastor, there is no way. Well, you just need to know. It's in you. Now, do I bat a thousand in this? No. But I tell you what, man, I, mean, I wish I knew this when I worked at FedEx. Man, I had some people that just, they were, they were real, they weren't Satan, but they were related. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, they just, this one guy, I mean, and there's, you know, it's sad now because the whole station did not like that one guy. I mean, the whole, and everybody would talk about him, you know, and, and I just thought, oh, yeah. And then, then I started talking to him, and he talked to me, and, oh, you talk about sandpaper. This guy, he was, what's the grit that's really, really bad? What grit is that? Six. He's, he was a one. <laughs> There's such a thing. He just rubbed everybody the wrong way. Just, he, he cut you, it, you know, like when you rub rough sandpaper on nice wood it makes gouges into it when I hang around him man I, I walked away I felt like I was a bloody mess he just no matter what you say he just but I wish I would have known this truth 30 years ago because this guy I mean people just rub me the wrong now you probably are, are, are a little bit more holier than me but people would just rub me the wrong way and it just ruined my day and God says it doesn't have to be that way, Mike. And I thought, so you're going to fix them? <laughs> Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> no. I want you to open up your eyes and see what you got inside. I mean, oh, people didn't rub Jesus the wrong way. I mean, they were nailing on the cross. He goes, forgive them, Lord. They don't know what, you do. they don't know what they're doing. I would have said, Lord, just close your eyes for 30 seconds. I got something I need to take care of these people down here man being frustrated and then I even thought about this because you know a couple of years ago I, I, I've got this roller tiller and Melly she likes to garden I don't know why but she does but anyway so I'm plowing you know because when I was being raised in Kentucky that was we didn't do that for fun she, she I said fun and garden was never in the same sentence when I was raised up it was Anyway, but she's doing it for fun. It's therapy for her, so it's good. So I plow. I said, I'll plow it for you. But this tiller, I pulled that thing so many times. I mean, my arm was out of joint. I mean, it was just, I, I got Joel to come out there and pull for 20 minutes. And I thought, this thing was frustrating me so much. I thought if I had a pond, I'd throw it at it. <laughs> like that would really help. I know, but my flesh would feel good. But the Lord even says, you shouldn't even let things frustrate you. I went, what? You shouldn't even let things frustrate you. So I thought, you mean I, I have a choice and I have something inside of me that I can even, 
when something's not working right, and maybe everything works right in your life, your car, your lawnmower, your everything, you know, your, your electric razor, maybe everything's perfect for you. I haven't, I mean, you, you, you buy something and it, it's so, it, it can be very frustrating. You unwrap it, it's brand new, and it doesn't work. So your first thought is, I paid good money for this. It's supposed to work. Piece of junk, I'm judging. Then you take it back and you take it out on the guy who has nothing to do with it, you know. I bought this thing here, and it's like he made it. That's the way you respond, like he made it and you didn't make it very good. You know that, don't you? And the Lord says, Mike, man, you, you just need to get a clue. A clue about what? Are you hearing me? A clue about what? If we realize how much love has been placed inside of us, and it's God's love. It's not just fantasy love. It's the love of God that's been placed in us. It will cause you not to be as frustrated as you've been in your life. It'll cause you to love the sandpaper people, the porcupines. The vipers, the poisonous snakes, all of those guys. It would cause you not to get frustrated with those people. And they're not going away, by the way. I mean, as long as there's breath on this planet, there are going to be people like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought you wanted to hear good news. I know, I'm just telling you the truth. But the good news is God has given you the ability that nothing shall by any means harm you. And that's not my opinion. That's John 16, 33. Now, like I said, I don't bat a thousand in this, but people don't as frustrate me as much anymore. You know, when I'm in behind the steering wheel, minding my own business, you know, just this, this past week, I was coming to the office and I was turning on onto Horseshoe, or trying to turn on Horseshoe. And this vehicle in front of me, it was like a car would go by and, and the guy was in the truck, he was waiting to turn left and I'm waiting. I'm looking down, I go, that, there's a vehicle coming, but man, I mean, it's way down there. I mean, you can turn. You can turn now. I mean, and he waited, and the vehicle just, whoom. I went, okay. No, 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 no. We're going to wait for another one. And you know what the Lord reminded me? He said, you remember teaching Joel? I said, just turn when it's comfortable, no matter what, because, you know, he was a brand new driver this year. He got his license. He says, that could be somebody just like Joel in that vehicle. So what do you want, how do you want to treat this? Just take your sweet time. I'm good. I'm good. Blood pressure, 120 over 80. We're good. God's good. I love you. Love you, Trick. I love that truck. Nice coat. Love it. What happened? I just let the sting get taken out of the bee, man. It can't harm me. I know that's simple. But honey, if you and I get a hold of this, the devil has lost his good days of sending. You know, he, I thought he sends people across my path just to tick me off. <laughs> now, you may not think that. I just thought somebody come and does something mean for me. I just go, that's a messenger of the devil. <laughs> no, and so now I just go, you can't hurt me. You cannot frustrate me. I'm not going to get frustrated. You can say all you want to. I'm just so bless you. God bless you. Like I said, I don't do all that every single time, but I've got a lot. Isn't it amazing that one phone call can ruin your day or has the potential to ruin your day? 
You know, as a pastor, I mean, I'm, one guy told me, he says, you know, it's always great to go into the mountains because you don't have service up there. <laughs> because he told me, he says, you know, Mike, you're just one phone call from having a bad day. And I thought that, and I thought, I'm not now. I refuse to let a phone call ruin my day. I, let, I refuse to let the devil get giggle. He, I think he giggles when a believer gets all frustrated and gets, you know, their panties all in the wad. That's what we say in Kentucky, so don't get offended. But we, I mean, you just, you need to get your panties out of the wad. It's just, nothing's that bad. If that offends you, I'm sorry. But anyway. My point is, I want you to remember that you don't have to get frustrated at things, at a car, at a lawnmower, at your wife, at your kids, at the dog who just has diarrhea on your floor. You don't have to get frustrated over anything that the devil or just life. Let's just not even say it's the devil. Life happens. It does. But I'm so thankful God has given us something more than just a band-aid on this. He's given us the grace of Almighty God, the love of God, so that you don't have to experience that and let the devil win. Grace. And the good news is he's even given you grace to know this love that's inside you. It's in you. You know, it's kind of like Cracker Jacks. There's a prize on the inside, you know. There's some, it's in there. First thing you do as a kid, you know, you empty out the crack. You don't get, wait till you get to the prize. You empty it out and get this, you get the surprise. Some of you probably don't even know what I'm talking about. But back in the day, <laughs> I forgot. Back in the day, there was a prize. In, it's in inside every box. And God is saying this. He says, there's a prize in every believer. If you've been born again, there's a prize in every believer. And it's not just a prize. It's the love of God, the grace of God, the power of God. God himself is inside of you. And you're going to let somebody frustrate you? There's people living rent-free inside your mind for 10 years or 20 years. They're living rent-free. And they're not thinking a thing about you, but you're thinking about them, how they did you wrong. We need to believe that that is not, there's a better way to live. There's a better way to live. Relationships. You're going to be around people. I mean, if God didn't want that, he would have stopped with Adam. You, you realize that? This is God's idea, by the way. Or else he would have said, Adam, just me and you, buddy. You know, and I've heard super ooky, spooky spiritual people, all I need is God. Well, if that was the case, Adam would have stopped, God would have stopped with Adam. Thank you for your enthusiasm. No, we're going, we, people. And then when you get born again, it's not just people, it's family. We are the family of God. And it's amazing how Christians fight one another, get mad at one another, go off and create another church or another denomination altogether because, you know, we just can't get along. Relationships. I'm telling you, I, I met a pastor at a leadership conference this past year. His name is Ben Daly. And he's a pastor in Fort Worth, Dallas, Fort Worth. And he's got, I don't know, six, eight thousand, huge church. Has another campus on the north side of Fort Worth or Dallas someplace. He's got campuses. He's got, I mean, he's just, stuff is happening. He's just big, big, big. And he was transparent before us. I just clicked with this guy. I just clicked with him. He sat there and he said, he, you know, he's like over the top type A personality on steroids. 
And let me just say this. If you're a type A, don't let anybody say that's a bad thing. You know, that they're a type A. What are you, B, C, D, E, F? Doesn't matter what your personality is, God gave you the personality. <sighs> Take a deep breath. But this is the point. He was like, I mean, like I said, on steroids. And he, his wife, he was having trouble and he had kids and his kids were having trouble with him. And he said, I was, I was a beast. You know, he has a huge staff because his church is huge. He had a huge staff. And uh, they hated staff meetings. And when he would come home from work, you know, and, and he would just be upset, you know, and everything, his wife, so precious, say, children, why don't you just go into your room and read and just basically get out of the presence of your father. He's in one of those moods. And the problem is he was in one of those moods every day problem is his staff didn't even like him he had church of thousands of people and he got to the point where you know he hated being a pastor you know that'd be pretty sad you're on an airplane and somebody says oh yeah he's talking about his job he goes yeah I hate my job I just hate it and they go oh what do you do I'm a pastor (laughs) that's not too good that's not a very good witness. He wanted to quit. He, he thought, I mean, he just got all these terrible thoughts and how he says, God, this is just terrible. You know, I'm really striving. I'm really working hard. He was putting in like 70, 80 hours a week and I'm just really working hard and can't you see me working hard here? I'm just doing all this. I mean, I'm giving everything and nothing is working right. I don't have any peace. I don't have any joy. I just don't have anything. And the Lord spoke to him. He said, well, It's because you're looking to yourself and you're not looking to me. I've given you love and grace. And he had a revelation knowledge of the grace and the love of God. And he wrote a book that I want you all to read. It's called Limitless by Ben Daly. You can get it on Kindle for less than nine bucks, I think. You can buy a hard copy or whatever. But I just encourage you to read that. And he tells you how transparent he is about how hard it was with him with relationships. Man, it'll bless you. I know most of you are probably perfect with your relationships, but if you have one inch of, even if you're perfect with your relationships and everybody loves you, everybody loves you, this book will still bless you, okay? Just so I don't want you to think, well, I'm perfect, so I don't need that book. But you, you should read that book. It'll bless you anyway. But John 13, 35. Ben Daly, uh, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. That scripture always troubled me. <laughs> your love for one another will prove to the world that you, I thought, are you sure, you know, like it's not some mega pastor who's doing miraculous signs evangelizing the world. That's going to prove that God's love it's a good thing, but no, that's not what it says. Um, when you do so many things, you know, for God, is that going to prove? No. How about just knowing doctrine and theology and, and, and just knowing so much biblical knowledge? Is that a good thing? Absolutely. But that's not going to prove to the world that uh, you love one another, that you're my disciples. He says, the only thing that's going to prove to the world, 
It's going to prove to Puebla. What's going to prove that we're the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ in Pueblo? It's your love for that side and that side. You love, I, I know you all sit on that side, but there's no segregation here. I mean, it's, it, we love one another. We love one another. And God said, that's what's going to do it. And you think, well, man, I'm just not there. That's because you don't know what's inside you. Do you understand what's going on in Charlotte? What's going on in all the United States? What's going on? It's not just America, by the way. It's all over the world. It's division and strife and just, just the devil. It's not a black and white thing. It's not a Republican to Democrat thing. It's not a race thing. It's a devil thing, and it's causing division, and that's what the devil wants. But we have the answer. It's the love of God. It's a simple remedy for the world, what they need. I mean, it's, but unfortunately, it, it's crept into the church. It has. The devil's trying to do anything to get people divisive. And he loves it when the church gets divisive. I've started noticing this in the last year or two. You know, I remember when I saw an interview of uh, Joel Osteen. And, you know, and so they tried to, they were really trying to throw some hard, divisive questions. And I started watching other people get interviewed. And I thought, they ask questions because they know 50% of the audience is going to disagree with what they just said. So 50% of the people are going to disagree with it. And I just thought that it, it's, I, I, I'm getting to the point to where I just think, you know, when people say, so uh, are you a Republican or a Democrat? What's the purpose of you asking that question? There's only one reason. Because if you don't have the same party affiliation that I do, I'm not going to have coffee with you. I'm not. And that's someplace in Michael 2.2, someplace. It's in the Bible. I'm so thankful that Jesus didn't ask his disciples, so you're Republican or Democrat. Okay, you can join my team. Hey, and I used to be, I mean, I used to be hardcore politics. I remember my wife, bless her heart, about 20 years ago, my father was still alive. He lived in Tennessee, and I remember his nose was two inches from my nose. And it wasn't because we lovey-dovey. My vein was popped out. His vein was popped out. Hairs on the back of my neck were standing up, and we were just arguing politics. Melody came in between us. I'll never forget this. She came in, you too, stop it right now. She looked at my dad. She says, you're never allowed to talk politics again. Mike, you are never allowed to talk politics again with your father. Do you both, you both uh, did you hear me? Both of you, you're never allowed to it. And I went, okay. <laughs> I never did. So guess what? Never had an argument about politics. I know there's some people, and you ask them their party affiliation, well, you're of the devil. <laughs> Christians think that. Nobody in this church, but, you know, I've talked to some Christians that think that. 
The devil is doing everything possible to, to cause us to be. You realize there's more things that we have, even with church. The devil used this on me, man. I used to say, you know, I'm my Baptist friends or whatever, and I just think, well, you know, we're up here and you're down there because you don't know as much as me. <laughs> you just don't know. You all just know about Jesus and that's it. Did you hear how that that is a terrible thing to say. All you do is just know about Jesus. That's all you know about. And God's up there going, <clears throat> and you have a problem with that. You know, God asks me questions sometimes, and, it's, and it, it, it doesn't feel good. Because it shows me what I'm thinking. So they believe in Jesus, my son, and you have a problem with them. No, not anymore. No, no problem. No problem, whatever. If you believe in Jesus, you're my brother, you're my sister. If you believe in Jesus, I mean, you know, if, I don't, if you believe in sprinkling, that's okay. We believe in holding you down for a half an hour. We, I don't care what you believe. We're going, if you believe in Jesus, we're okay with you now. Are you hearing me? We have more that we can stand for than the devil wants us to be against something. That's why there's division in our nation. That's why there's division in Africa. That's why there's division. That's why there's people killing people in, in Europe and people driving cars through people. Are you, it's just stupidity. And it all comes down to this. It comes down to the simple thing. You just don't know that God loves you. Because if you know that, I don't care what your party affiliation is, or if you're anti-party, or whatever that means. I don't know. It doesn't matter if what you are thinking. If you know there is a dot here and a dot here that connects everything. If you want to connect the dot, it's this. I need to know how much God loves me because if I have a revelation of that, you are going to be precious in my sight no matter what. Now, let me just say this. That does not mean you have to go out and have coffee and be best friends with somebody who really, you have to believe God, not rubbing you the wrong way. Do you understand? I mean, if I met that guy at FedEx today, I wouldn't let him frustrate me, but I probably wouldn't have him over for dinner either. Do you understand? But he wasn't going to, he's not, there's not, I am not. My reasoning behind this is that I know God has placed the prize inside of me. His grace. And his love. Now I need to understand that. So things, in the least frustrated you get, the more you're able to help people. Did you know that? You know, if she's really frustrating me, I'm going to have a natural tendency to go, I ain't helping her. But if she doesn't frustrate me, I'll be able to help her. God is looking for people that the love of God transforms us. Transforms. That means you don't, I can't do this. I'm on, you know, I used to try, you know, I need to love that person. I need to love that person. They go to my church. I need to love them. <laughs> oh, everybody's going, I wonder who that is. <laughs> oh, I'm a funny guy. But anyway, God wants us to know that you don't have to be frustrated with anybody on this planet. And especially with the body of Christ. And so you and I just need to know if that's happening, then the problem 
It's not them. It's you not understanding how much God loves you. Ow. Everybody real quick say, I love the pastor. Okay, just checking. You need to be glad you came to church to hear that. Why? Because that'll set you free. The devil is just going, I tried my best to keep him home, but it just, because he does not want you. He wants you to think your happiness and joy and your peace is based upon how people treat you and your circumstances in life. If that is what the church is believing and has believed, by the way, that, you know, I, well, the reason I, I have a right to be grumpy. Let me tell you what happened to me today. I have a right to be grumpy. Really? And what scripture are you standing on for that? <laughs> Grumpotus, two, two. No, there's no such thing. No, you, you, what my point is this. If you realize, and because we do, we, we, we have to, this entitlement, even in the church where I have a right to be grumpy. I have a right to, to be, ooh, to be, ooh, that one. You, that one. I have a right. And God says, I've deprived it. To harm. I've taken it out, Mike. So why are you holding on to it? Why are you letting that frustrate you? Because when people frustrate us, you throw peace out the window, you throw joy out, and all oh, patience is long gone. I mean, you just, you know, you're like the cat. I have one nerve left, and you're standing on it. You know, who, who, who came up with that? I mean, it's a funny poster, but it's, there's no, in, in the kingdom of God, that is not true. You understand, I don't just have patience. I have God's patience inside of me. If you understand that you have God's patience inside of you, you have God's love inside of you, nobody can frustrate you then. I said nobody. I said that if the devil appeared in flesh, he couldn't even frustrate me. I mean, you'd be going, can't touch this. You can't. You can't. The love of God... Do we or do we not believe that the love of God is the most powerful thing on the planet? You know, the most of the church goes, yes, amen, hallelujah. They'll say that. And then you preach a message like this and go, I just don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, people do get frustrated. I know they do. Well, yeah, they do. But you don't have to let it ruin your day. You don't have to let it rob you of the joy that God has given you. This is good news, by the way. This is great news. It set me free of all the porcupines in my life. It set me free. It took the, those, whatever those things are called, those spines. spines? It took those spines right out of the porcupine. So now he's walking around naked. I mean, he doesn't have any spines. You cannot, you can't, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot. This is good news. Is it good news to you? Or do you enjoy being frustrated? Do you enjoy being Grumpy. I know you're not, but you probably know some people that are grumpy all the time. That don't get along with being. You know, if, if there's, it's funny how the people who are like that, everybody knows it but them. <laughs> everybody knows it but them. Well, I think I'm a, I've got my head on shoulders and I think I, you know, I, I think I, just ask some people that would be honest with you. Am I grumpy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, not all the time. 
no, no, not all the time. You know, if they respond like that, <laughs> I'd get my Bible out and say, Jesus, help me. I said, Jesus, and the good news is this. He wants, and he's done everything. He, the prize is on the inside. Just remember the Cracker Jacks, all right? It's in you. His love, his grace is inside of you. And man, I tell you what, it'll cause you no more Blue Mondays. No more, oh, it's Sunday. No more Tuesdays that are bad and, you know, hump day. What's hump day? Oh, thank God we're halfway through this hell of hellacious week you know i mean really that should not be for the believer should not be should not be should not be now if it is that's okay you're hearing this message so you're set free right now aren't you you know about it you know about it his love his love and let me just say i'll close with this this love elevates you above those lies we're lied to into thinking that well, the reason I'm grumpy is because what happened today. The reason is you're grumpy is because, first of all, you made a choice to be. Second of all, you don't know about how much God loves you. So don't anybody feel condemned because all of us have done this, even moi. I mean, I do it. But I do it less now than I did last year. I do it less now than six months ago. People who are driving, you know. And, and let me just say this. I've been all over the world. I mean, I, I was in Africa, you know, where they drive on the opposite side. So the, the steering wheel was on the right side, and I was driving a six-speed. Melody was over there. She goes, are you going to be okay with this? I go, got it. <laughs> she was scared spitless. It's nighttime. I was driving. She goes, I think you need to slow down. You're driving on this side. You're not used to driving. So I'm good. I'm good. Oh, I'm sorry, I looked the wrong way. I'm good. <laughs> Maybe that's why she was all, all upset. I'm good, honey. I'm good. I'm over here. I'm over here. <laughs> oh, laughter doeth good like a medicine. People should be getting healed right now. But anyway. But it's so different. But people drive crazy all over the world. People just say, it's just in Pueblo. No, you just haven't gotten out much. I drove in FedEx from Louisville, Kentucky, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I was one of the people you did not want to cross. But anyway, I'm or coming, because I drove FedEx. But anyway, people drive crazy all over the world. It's not just Pueblo. It's just where you feel like you can be frustrated and mad because you know it's just in Pueblo that people drive bad. So you're justified in being grumpy and angry and, you know, reciprocating with the one finger roll uh, hello to people you know like like that, it didn't help it really doesn't it just gets your blood pressure up and high blood pressure is not good 120 over 80s stays when you're calm and not frustrated goes up when the whole world is ticking you off everybody good so this is what you need to pray this week lord I need to understand and have a revelation of your love because there's been way too much frustration in my life. He's not going to take away all those people out of your life. If you could take all of these away, I, I wouldn't be frustrated ever again. It ain't going to happen. But what will happen 
when you start to understand how much God loves you. The grace that he's put inside you. That person going to come along and, you know. I'll close with a funny story. I know it's, it's worth a funny story to stay an extra couple minutes. There was this um, airline stewardess, not stewardess, the ticket counter agent. The flight had been delayed, 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 and finally it had been canceled. And, and so they said, okay, we're going to wait and we're going to get it. So everybody was frustrated, frustrated. But how many know it wasn't the ticket counter lady's fault? I mean, it wasn't like, you know what, I'm scratching this plane off today. You ain't going to fly. I mean, that's how people responded, you know. We've done that. We have done that. And so finally they got, you know, come on up here. So there was this guy who was a businessman. He came up, and the vein was popping out, and he was yelling and screaming at this lovely young lady who was no fault of her own. You know, and he was saying, you're doing this. And then the four letter, four letter, four letter. Four letter, four letter. So she was just smiling, nodding your head. Okay, we've got your ticket right here. And you're back. you got two bags to check. Okay, fine. She checked him in, and he left. And a person next said, I am just amazed. I mean, honey, he was just ripping you upside down the other, and you just smiled. How do you do that? Oh, he's going to Houston. His bags are going to Japan. He won't get them for days. I'm not advocating that, and that really didn't have anything to do with my message. But anyway, you don't let things get fr- <laughs> you don't let things frustrate you and respond that way and reciprocate that way. Even though it made her flesh feel real good, because you know, like this time next week he'll probably get his luggage. Because even when they figure out it's in, it's how did it get Japan? It was labeled Japan. I don't know how it got. There. Let's stand. <laughs>